0: Hello everyone, welcome back to Ms. Yasasharam. We are in the middle of chapter 13, the trait of precious or abstinence and abstaining. So we started talking about abstaining of things of good of, of, of good precious. And good precious is things that where we add extra safeguards on ourselves in order to distance ourselves from things we know we struggle in, because we use the rationale since we know. We've already said that everything in this world is here to test us, which means it could be used for good or for bad. So certain things that we're weak in, we know that we'll, we, we struggle if we add an extra safeguard, even though it's not necessary for the general population, but for you, it may be necessary. So therefore you add it. <clears throat> and we started giving examples Ramchal goes through, he said, we spoke about food, how too much food is, is no good, and how dressing a certain way, wearing designer clothing gives you a sense of arrogance. Um, and we, we spoke about also just, um, we, we went through some more. Now, the going to go through some more examples for the um, of, of, of uh, Precious that uh, Ramchal says here. Um, too much, let's say, you know, schmoozing or meeting with your friends. Obviously, if you associate or sit around too long, you ever notice how sometimes the conversation gets steer into lashon hara, and so on and so on. He says there's nothing wrong with meeting with your friends or spending time with them, but too much conversation can lead to lashon hara or things that shouldn't be spoken about. We also spoke about Rabbi Elazar how how he had relations with his wife. He was very careful. Rabbi Yudan Nasi. And so on and so forth. <clears throat> now, he's going to say he's going to ask again. Remember, he asked the question that Chazal already. One second, he says here: if it's true that Precious is something that's necessary, we just now, so I've, not, I've just now proven to you how important Precious is, based on these examples. So the real question is: we know that Chazal and the great rabbis many years ago set already boundaries and fences for us for things where they know that we will stumble in. For example, that's called things that are durabba. and it may not be written in the Torah for us not to do, but the rabbis added on extra safety measure for us to uh, to protect ourselves. So why can't we assume that if these things are so dangerous or, or could lead us to, to um, lead us to stumbling, Why didn't the rabbis, again, add these boundaries and safeguards? Why did they leave us for us to do it? It's a good question. So the answer, I think, is very clear and simple once we've had this background. It's because Chazal only imposed decrees that the majority of the public is, first of all, number one, that's able to do, right? Everyone is able to do certain things. Not everyone is able to, let's say, um, take on, I don't know, Chal Yisrael, even though that's not really precious, pre- pre- I'm not sure, but certain things obviously are easier for others and certain things are not. So as a general sense, where Chal Yisrael can take up, you know, certain restrictions on themselves, then yes, then they did add those safeguards. But the things that are not easily, that, are not, that the majority of people is not able to comply with, then it's just sufficient for them, for the, for the tzaddikim, or for the people that want to um, work on themselves even harder and become more careful then they can own through their own merit. He has this, one who wishes to merit close to the god Baruch Hu and through his own merit to confer similar merit to the rest of the populace that is dependent on them. Uh, he's going on an interesting point here. He says rather, so he's saying here it's rather sufficient for the, the tzaddikim, the righteous people to add these extra boundaries. But for everyone else, for the rest of the nation <clears throat> who wish to merit the closeness of Hashem and for their own merit to confer similar merit to all the rest of the populace that is dependent on them so that all will achieve a degree of closeness to him. Because their charge to fulfill the code of Hasidim which others are not able to fulfill? He's So what he's saying here, it's very, it's interesting how it goes. He's really going to develop it further, further on. But he's saying here very, very clearly that what's going to happen is the righteous people are going to add extra safeguards. And through those righteous people, other people are going to merit closeness to God because they're not able to do it. You understand? So he he explains it much better later on, but his point is, this is where the merit of righteous people come to play for everyone else. When a tzaddik does something, the whole generation benefits. The whole generation benefits. That's why it's so sad when a tzaddik passes away because the, the, the whole generation loses because they have merits through the tzaddik. So we're saying here the merits of the tzaddik is going to be, um, <clears throat> is going to cherish, is going to uh, merit all of klaus Yisroel. Now this is what Hashem chose. He's going to explain why Qadosh Baruch Hu chose this, because it's not possible for the entire nation to be on a, on a very high level. It's just very, very hard. Because there are inevitably different levels of spiritual attainment among people, each person according to his own intellect. But there are still very few precious people who will always be found among them, the elite of the elite, the navy seals of the of let's say spirituality. And through them, Klali Sol merits. And this is how Gudish Baruch wants to run the world. He holds the he holds Sadiqim to a much higher standard. And through those standards, that's where the world is going to be elevated. And Klal Yisrael is going to merit through them, as we just said. And he brings a proof to this by showing that um, that Elio Anavi, who used to learn with Rabbi Shua ben Levi, uh, um, and, and what happened was, there was a story with Rabbi Yehuda ben Levi that um, I, I don't know the whole story in Mishnai, so basically, there was a, a there was someone who was being that the city was protecting. I don't know if he was a criminal or whatever it was. And the Romans uh, laid siege around the city and told Rabbi Yeshua ben Levi that if you do not bring out this person, then for us to kill him, we will come and raid the city and kill everyone in there. So Rabbi Yeshua ben Levi felt he had no choice and he, I guess he delivered up the person. And Eliyahu Navi held him accountable and said, how can you do this? This is not the way of a, of a chassid. You should have figured out a better solution than to give up a Jew and and have him uh, now obviously, and then have him give up and have him give his life to the Romans. So I don't know what 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 should have been done in that scenario, but then you clearly see that the righteous people are held to a higher standard because Hakadosh Baruch Hu needs them for you know as if to say because he needs them for his for Klai Yisrael to merit through them. So that concludes the appropriate preachers. Now we have to also talk about the inappropriate preachers, and we'll continue that on the next podcast. So again, appropriate preachers is where you, uh, do you specifically separate yourself and add extra safeguards in order to protect yourself or distance yourself from doing something bad. I'll see you next time.